Welcome to the Clay Young Show. Well, the show is up a little bit later today at podcast225.com. Actually, later this morning as uh, we wrap this up. And the reason being is I wanted to watch the GOP presidential debate that took place last night as uh, we record this show and uh, see how the candidates performed and then talk about the debate after the fact. Now, this will be a shorter show today, but uh, no less interesting. So last evening in downtown Baton Rouge at the Camelot Club, which is a very, very nice place, top floor of the Chase Bank building in downtown Baton Rouge, there was a debate watch party, and I think there's going to be likely another one in a few weeks for the next presidential debate. But we talked about uh, the candidates before the debate in an on-air panel discussion that was on one of the local talk stations, Talk 107.3 FM here in Baton Rouge. And then we, uh, we watched the main stage debate. Now, there was a happy hour or earlier debate that went on, and we got a chance to see the candidates on that stage, Lindsey Graham and... Mike Huckabee and actually Mike Huckabee was on the big stage. Lindsey Graham, Bobby Jindal, uh, they were on that stage. Not a very memorable group there. Rick Santorum was there. It's just, you know, it's that lower tier. I just don't know that anything will, will happen to pull any of them into the top tier. And as we get closer and closer to the election, which is over a year away, we're going to see this number obviously whittled down to probably four or five candidates, and then ultimately there will be one GOP presidential nominee. But we do have some sound from, for those of you who missed last, evening deba- last evening's debate, some, some sound from some of the people, uh, from the, the candidates there. And here is a little montage of some of the uh, comments made at both debates last evening. The debate aired on CNN. Here's a little bit of that sound. In fact, not only are we the A-team, we even have our own Mr. T, who doesn't mind saying about others, you're a fool. The best way for us to give this election back would be to nominate a Donald Trump. He'll either implode in the general election, or if God forbid, if he were in the White House, we have no idea what he would do. You can't just attack him on policy. He doesn't care about policy. It's not enough to say he was for socialized medicine or higher Thank taxes. You, He's not serious. You got Hillary Clinton to go to your wedding Jeb Bush. because true. you gave her That's money. True. Maybe it works for Hillary Clinton. I was, excuse it doesn't me, work Jeff, for anybody on, Jeff, this, on this stage. I was a this, businessman. I got along with Clinton. I got along with everybody. Yeah. That was my job, to get along with people. But the I simple wanna, fact excuse is... Excuse me. One second. No. I the didn't want to... Yeah, you good. cannot take... More energy tonight. I like no. that. First of all, Rand Paul shouldn't even be on this stage. He's number 11. He's got 1% in the polls. And how he got up here, there's far too many people. Anyway, I think... So uh, we'll get to Rand Paul's response to that in just a second here. Uh, because it's interesting that he goes after, uh, you know, picking a fight with Donald Trump doesn't really pay off for people who do it. But that was a big part of the theme last evening. It was going after Trump, trying to get into a one on one. And actually, maybe the better moment of the night, the, the, the moment of the night that made, made Trump look small uh, the most was in the exchange with Carly Fiorina. And she she responded to his uh, jab about her face. And used it to make a statement by not saying a word. It actually made him look kind of small. Speaking of that, good grief, how tall is Jeb Bush? 
to see them standing next to each other on stage. Trump has got to be about six three, six four. And man, Jeb Bush was towering over him. And you could tell that they set the stage in a certain way because the podiums are set to accommodate the height of the candidate standing in front of them. But that was something. But anyway, here's Rand Paul's response to Mr. Trump. One percent in the polls and how he got up here. There's far too many people anyway. I think that really goes to really the judgment. Do we want some with that kind of character, that kind of careless language? to be negotiating with Putin. We want someone like that to be negotiating with Iran. His, his visceral response to attack people on their appearance, short, tall, fat, ugly. It's clear My that goodness, Trump can't that stand in Rand junior Paul. High. Are we not way above that? Would we not all be worried to have someone like that in charge of the nuclear Jake, arsenal? Jake the, Mr. Trump. I never attacked him on his look, and believe me, there's plenty of subject matter right there. I mean, it's just one of those things with the guy. (laughs) He doesn't mind firing shots and throwing mud at people. It's just kind of who he is. It's just it's what he's been doing forever. But man, you know, eventually and I think it's already starting to happen, happen a little bit. The act is growing old with the public. Here's more sound from last evening's debates. Donald Trump said the following about you, quote, look at that face. Would anyone vote for that? Can you imagine that, the face of our next president? Mr. Trump later said he was talking about your persona, not your appearance. I think women all over this country heard very clearly what Mr. Trump said. I think she's got a beautiful face, and I think she's a beautiful woman. I mean, wow, right? To get him to say that, and I guess he figured I needed to say that, but come on, he, he wasn't talking about her persona. He was talking about her face. But again, it's who Trump is. It's who he is. Here's an exchange now involving former New York Governor George Pataki. Let me say this flat out. Donald Trump is unfit to be president of the United States or the Republican Party's nominee. And Mr. Trump, we don't need an apprentice in the White House. We don't need an apprentice in the White House. We have one right now. He told us all the things we wanted to hear back in 2008. We don't know who you are or where you're going. We need someone who can actually get the job done. And you talked about business. Well, in Wisconsin, excuse me. In Wisconsin, you're losing $2.2 billion right now. One of the reasons I would talk is the front runner, Republican voters say, is because they like the fact that he is not, not bought and paid for by wealthy donors. Mr. Trump has repeatedly said that the $100 million you've raised for your campaign makes you a puppet for your donors. Are you? No, absolutely not. Talking People to are Jeb supporting Bush, me because I have a proven record of conservative leadership where I cut taxes, $19 billion over eight years. We shrunk the state government workforce. We created a climate that led the nation in job growth seven out of eight years. We were one of two states to go to AAA bond rating. People know that we need principle-centered leadership, a disruptor to go to Washington, D.C. The one guy that had some special interests that I know of that tried to get me to change my views on something that was generous and gave me money was Donald Trump. He wanted casino gambling in Florida. Uh-oh. Yes, you did. Totally false. You wanted it, and you, you didn't get it I because I was it. opposed to casino I, gambling I before, promise I during, and after. <laughs> and that's not, I'm not going to be bought by I anybody. I promise if I wanted it, I would have gotten it. No way, man. <laughs> Believe me. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And the two of them on stage, it's clear that those are the two top guys right now. And, you know, you haven't heard any sound yet from Ben Carson, but it's coming. I thought before the debate he had a lot of pressure on him because he's in that top three. 
like uh, Donald Trump, we don't know much about how he would handle the office from the policy standpoint. It's known about him that the man is smart. He's a neurosurgeon. I mean, he's smart. But how does he handle policy? Would he be able to get into nuance about national security, security or the economy? But the truth is, we didn't really hear much conversation about those kinds of things. It was just kind of a, a mud fight between the Republican candidates basically going after Trump. And here's, a, here's an interesting point about the first debate that I noticed because I watched it. The fir- of the first 12 questions. Now, let me say it this way. The first six questions were about uh, Donald Trump. Think about that. He's not even on that stage, and the first six questions included the man's name. It's clear CNN was going for that rubbernecking crowd that's watching the debate right now, in which that's a big number. Fox did like 24 million or something for the first debate. I'm anxious to see what the numbers are going to be for this CNN debate, but, you know, nevertheless, here's more sound. I know my people. I know my people. Is there anything else you want to say about this? No, I just uh, will tell you that, you know, Jeb made the statement. I'm not only referring to him. A lot of money was raised by a lot of different people that are standing up here. And the donors, the special interests, the lobbyists have very strong power over these people. I'm spending all of my money. I'm not spending, I'm not getting any. I turned down, I I turned down so much. I could have right now from special interests and donors, I could have double and triple what he's got. I've turned it down. I've turned down last week $5 million from somebody. So I will tell you, I understand the game. I've Mm. been on the other side all of my life. And they have a lot of control over our politicians. And I don't say that favorably. And I'm not sure if there's another system. But I say this. I am not accepting any money from anybody. Nobody has control of me other than the people of this country. I'm going to do the right thing. So we'll hear Governor Bush's response to that. But think about what Trump just said now. He said, I used to be one of those guys. Basically, I used to be the, the Geppetto, the puppet master, pulling the strings of these candidates because I used to write the big checks. And I don't even know how I feel about that. It's like, I, he's right, it does happen, but I don't know that it makes him look laudable or like a champion because he's saying, hey, I won't, I won't take the money. I won't be controlled by people. However, for years and years and years, I participated in the system by writing checks to these candidates to control them. He does know how it works. I'm still working out how I feel about that because he said it before. Now, the one other thing that pops up based upon those comments is that he's dangerous because he can write a check to fund his own campaign. He can write a $300 million check and not bat an eye. None of these other guys on that stage could do that. And that's the thing that makes him so scary to so many in the establishment Republican wing there in Washington. It's like, can you control this guy? So in the panel discussion that I referenced yesterday... It included myself and longtime political strategist and genius Roy Fletcher, who's a really good guy. And Roy, we, we talk, I made mention in one of the questions, I think by either Kevin Gallagher or Bill Profita, that Trump did sign that pledge. I think one of the questions was about the Republican pledge to back the nominee if the nominee is not you. And if you remember, Trump famously at the first debate would not promise to endorse the Republican. 
Well, he has since signed that document saying that he will stand with whoever the party standard bearer will be. And Fletcher made the point yesterday, as did I, that I don't really think the pledge matters a whole lot. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that the party wants to be certain that the candidate uh, who is the nominee is backed by the people on that stage. Fletcher's point was, doesn't mean that he's going to honor it. If he says, in a year's time, I changed my mind, I think I'm better than whoever the nominee will be, likely Jeb Bush, I'm going to run. I'm going to pull a Ross Perot. I'm going to run. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. He's all he's he's said on almost every occasion, if they're nice to me, I'm being treated nicely. And he held that over the party. I don't know what deal was made to have him relent to the degree that he would sign that pledge, because I just didn't think he would do it before we got into 2016. It's just I just didn't think he would. So we'll take a quick break and come back and listen to more sound from the GOP presidential debate. First up, Podcast 225 will be expanding. We've got some things in store for you, and we'll tell you what those things are coming up in just a moment here on Podcast225.com. Have you ever wanted to host your own podcast? Coming soon, Play Young Enterprises and Podcast 225 will be giving you your big chance. You'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment to create a podcast that you can be proud of. You'll have an engineer and a professional show open and close. The Clay Young Show is already considered one of the best podcasts in the state. Get the same audio quality and professional packaging for your very own podcast. Stay tuned for more details. Your chance to have your own show is coming soon. This is the Clay Young Show on Podcast225.com. You, you got, according to, your, the, to what you said on one of the talk shows, you got Hillary Clinton to go to your wedding That's because true. you gave her That's money. True. Maybe it works for Hillary Clinton. I was, it doesn't me, work Jeff, for anybody on, Jeff, this, on this stage. I was a businessman. I got along with Clinton. I got along with everybody. Yeah. That was my job to get along with people. But the I simple didn't fact wanna, is. Excuse me. One second. No. I the didn't want to get you oh, cannot take more energy tonight. I like no. that. Look, <laughs> I was asked the question. I didn't want. It was my obligation as a businessman to my family, to my company, to my employees to get along with all politicians. I got along with all of them and I did a damn good job in doing it. Go ahead. So he supports Pelosi. He supports Schumer. He supports Clinton. Got along when with he, everybody. And he when he asked when he asked. Florida to have casino gambling. We said no. So there you go. That exchange between Trump and Jeb Bush, the aftermath of the one we heard just a moment ago where Trump said that he was giving money to all these candidates, get along with everybody. It was a business decision and it is the way that it works. And I know some people are disgusted by it. Quite frankly, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but it is the reality that we have and it ain't going to change. It takes money to win elections in the era of social media, digital media, television, radio, print media. It's expensive to get your message out. And one of the main ways that candidates do that is by raising money and taking money from groups that have a lot of it. Here is more sounds from last evening's debate as you listen to this special edition of The Clay Young Show on podcast225.com. We said there's no, any and correlation that's the simple fact. The simple and this is Ben Carson coming uh, this in This was here. something that was... Uh, spread widely 15 or 20 years ago, and He's it has not been adequately uh, 
you know, reveal to the public what's actually going on. Vaccines are very important, certain ones, the ones that would prevent death or crippling. There are others, there are a multitude of vaccines which probably don't fit in that category and there should be some discretion in those cases. But, you know, a lot of this is, is, is pushed by big government. And I think that's one of the things that people so vehemently uh, want to get rid of big government. You know, we have 4.1 million. Fed- okay, I'm going to stop the sound right there. He's a doctor. By training, by career, profession, analytical. Here's the problem. Here's the solution. Most of his answers are like that, but very long-winded, not bombastic. There is some charisma there, but he doesn't scream it. And he can almost put you to sleep when you're listening to him talk. But people like him because they find him to be sincere, and he is that. They find him to be different, refreshing, and there's a lot of that there. Obviously, the optics of him standing on stage being a black conservative is going to draw attention, but no one doubts that the man is smart. I mean, that's kind of the thing that goes along with him. Just can he do that job? So there's more sounds from Carson in here as well. Here's more sounds from the debate last evening. Employees, 650 federal agencies and department. That's why they have to take so much of our taxes. Should he stop saying it? Should he stop saying the vaccines cause autism? Well, you know, I've just explained it to him. Addressing uh, he Trump. He can read about it if he wants to. I think he's an intelligent man and will make the correct decision after getting the real facts. Mr. Trump, as president, well, I'd, you would... I'd like to, I'd like I'm to going right to you. I'd like Mr. To Trump, as president, you would be in charge of the Centers for Disease Control and the National Institutes of Health, both of which say you are wrong. How would you handle this as president? Autism has become an epidemic. 25 years ago, 35 years ago, you look at the statistics, not even close. It has gotten totally out of control. I am totally in favor of vaccines, but I want smaller doses over a longer period of time. Because you take a baby in, and I've seen it, and I've seen it, and I had my children taking care of over a long period of time, over a two or three year period of time, same exact amount. But you take this little beautiful baby and you pump, I mean, it looks just like it's meant for a horse, not for a child. And we've had so many instances, people that work for me just the other day, two years old, two and a half years old, a child, a beautiful child, went to have the vaccine and came back and a week later got a tremendous fever, got very, very sick, now is autistic. I only say it's not, I'm in favor of vaccines. Do them over a longer period of time, same amount. Thank but you. Just in, in little sections. Dr. Car- I Dr. Think, Carson. And I think you're going to have, I think you're going to see a big impact on autism. Doc- so we'll, let, we'll hear Ben Carson's response to what Trump said. But it's interesting that he was very deliberate in his answer, he seemed serious. There was no foolishness in this, and he had, and it was well thought out. As uh, Orlando's in here, she was at the debate with me last evening. We watched both debates, and uh, just going through some sound here from those debates, and you know that's the thing about Trump. He's been drawing so much attention for the way that he answers questions. Ben Carson is so serious, and he's he's just above that foolishness. In him, in him engaging uh, Donald Trump, there you can see that Trump wasn't interested in fighting. And Carson didn't get pulled into a attacking Donald Trump 
thing with the media. And he actually said, you know, in answering the question, well, I just explained it to him about vaccines and how it works and the benefit thereof, benefits thereof. And maybe now he has an understanding because he's a smart guy and he is. But what do you think listening to him and watching him answer that question? I thought normally like he he is about the foolishness, but yeah. it was really well thought of. Yeah, and he made some good points. Yeah, and and so he needs to be able to do more of that uh, to prove to people that he's not just trying to be the sideshow at the main event. Here's more sounds from last evening's debate. Dr. Carson, you just heard his medical take. <laughs> he's an okay doctor. Uh. <laughs> okay. Um, but you know the, the fact of the matter is. We have extremely well-documented proof that there's no autism associated with vaccinations. But it is true that we are probably giving way too many in too short a period of time. And a lot of pediatricians now recognize that and I think are cutting down on the number and the proximity in which those are done. And, and that's, I think all that's all I'm saying, Jake. That's Jake. So we'll transition into another part of the sound montage there. But overall, I just thought it was... It wasn't that impressive of a debate. I mean, there was there was not a whole lot there that made me go, oh, wow, great. I mean, you did great say exchange. if yeah. CNN didn't mess it up. So. Yeah, before on radio, it's like, I hope they don't screw it up. It just didn't seem compelling at all. No. It, just, it just seemed like a bunch of a bunch of bickering, which, you know, come on. We don't you don't need to waste time doing that, but they'll do it again. And uh, in a few weeks, I think on the, I think, is it October, October 28th, I believe, which yeah. is interesting, right before Halloween. So that should be fun. Uh, you know, every time I watch Trump, and I hate to say this, and I know people are going to give me a hard time for saying it, but I can't take my eyes off the hair. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take my eyes off the hair. Uh, it's something. Interesting. I saw a video. All that money. And- yeah, you would just think that maybe that's his, that's his thing, like the <laughs> boxing promoter Don King, who looks like he's electrocuted. And just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. But there is, that's just most of, the, uh, most of the debate. And you heard the, ex- the exchange with Carly Fiorina with Trump's ta- Trump talking about her face, which I thought she handled it. She handled it pretty, pretty well. But uh, it, was, it was okay. It, you know, I'm glad I watched it. Do I think it changed any minds yesterday? Yeah, probably not. No. Probably not. So that's it. Like I told you, a quick version of the Clay Young Show here on podcast225.com. A quick recap of the debate. Winners and losers. I really don't think there was a winner. And I don't know. In terms of loser, I guess because nobody was the winner, maybe maybe Carly Fiorina proved that she was strong. I guess if you had to say someone who needed to have a performance that that made her stand out. It was her, and she did that. So maybe if I'm going to pick a winner, maybe she was the winner. Maybe she was the winner. <laughs> okay, maybe she was. So anyway, look, we I told you earlier, we've got some special things coming for podcast225.com. Yes, very exciting. Very exciting. Some things on the way. Look forward to giving you more details about that. So quick show. Orlando joins us at the end of it. Thank yes. you, ma'am. You're welcome. Catch you next week on podcast225.com. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.